This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Podcast Rich Keith is the dork. Podcast Dave is the dork. Podcast Hashtag is the hashtag dork podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rodney Von Dodney. He is Rune Von Dune. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? Well, I'm excited for a number of reasons, Richard. I, I got to tell you, I'm excited, one, for you to be back. Yep. Thank not you. stateside, because you technically did not leave the United States. I did not. I went to beautiful Puerto Rico. No but, passport necessary. But I'm excited to have to be back and to be discussing what we're discussing today. Yes. I don't think I've been this excited in a long time. Yeah, I'm excited for this episode as well. So even if you guys haven't seen the documentary yet or don't plan to, there's going to be a lot of other stuff outside of the yes. documentary that we get into, which is available on HBO. I will say this, as you and I are also known as the Sunburn Boys. Sure. You will notice no no face sunburn. No face sunburn. Not even a tan. Proud of you. <laughs> because now, one thing that was upsetting, though, uh, that happened this past week. Uh-oh. I think I'm a fi- uh, officially chubby, fat, whatever you choose to use. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on my feet a lot because I can't lay in a chair for multiple reasons. One, I can't sit still. And two, I don't want the sun on me anyway. Right. And we went on vacation with our daughter. So I was just constantly in the pool or on the beach or just like chasing her around, which is fine. That's what I wanted to do anyway. Yes. Here's the thing. Normally, when I would get sunburns, it would be face, shoulders, neck, top of back. I'm now fat enough where the sun went down onto my tum-tum. And Under I, your tummy? I roasted my little belly, and I was oh. like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Well, welcome. But here's the thing. So with that, I, I will say with that, um, I, I as you know, I have it too. I know I look I look excellent and feel excellent, but I do have a little bit of a, a tum as well. And But um, what you do, what you have acquired, you might not have used it yet, but you have acquired dad strength. Stronger than I used to be. Good point. Yes. I am stronger than I used to be. I can so look don't let that fool you. Over my head. Yes. Unrelated note, right before we went on the air, I housed a burrito. Housed a burrito. Yeah. I won't so, tell anyone. I feel, yeah, yeah. Please don't. I won't. Don't. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm back. I uh, put out on Instagram a series of photos of uh, different beverages that I had. Fantastic. Excellent. Just, just a great time all around. So. Had a nice time and now ready to uh so sorry for for everybody jumping around on the schedule. We'll be back, I think the following Mondays for a while, back on Monday yeah. nights. So yep. this is sort of a, a rare uh Thursday night, a must-see TV type of uh Thursday night extravaganza. So excited. All right, let's get to this. Yep. Well, we finally got it after people were begging for it on the internet, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. And I think it more than lived up to the hype, Ryan. You get the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you get Natalie Portman in there. I'm I'm all aboard the Thor Love and Thunder train, which comes out this July. And not to talk about any female identifying person's body, but the pipes on Natalie Portman. 
the arms on her. She's one of my favorite yes. actresses too. Yeah, and I think she again. You can quibble with her performances in the previous Thor movies, but I think now where you're like, holy shit, you get real actors to do real performances, and like these MC, it's not just like an action uh, movie anymore. Like there's like there's good stuff, really good directors, really good co-stars. So I think she's cinema though. It's not cinema. Yeah, right. It's not so. Cinema. Although no, I thought I thought Scorsese said that Morbius was beyond cinema. Oh, he was. It was yeah. very much beyond cinema. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, I couldn't uh, have done a better job myself. Uh, no, well, yeah, you've been getting some heat for that, by the way. <laughs> a little bit of heat on the old uh, Apple Podcast. No, but I hope that um, I hope that this is the only trailer we get. So they they yeah, I don't need any more teaser. I I don't need any more. I don't need to see Christian Bale. Nope. Oh, that nope. character is cool. I mean, I don't need to see any more of that. I don't need to see anything else. No. This is, this is, uh, we're all in. Now, do you think Doctor Strange comes out in a couple of weeks? Do you think mid or end credits serves as more Thor stuff? Or do you think separate? Like, because again, I think so much is going to be going on in Doctor Strange where the, this is the very next movie that comes out. They may not even need to really do that. They might even go beyond in my, in my mind. Yeah, I don't think you need any more Thor so yeah. much. I think you get a little bit more, maybe some Guardians, because their Guardians Christmas special is coming out. And then right, right, right. Strange, you might get two, so you get that and Strange, because Strange, yeah. obviously they always do whatever's next, Yeah, I think, right? So, um, yeah, they could. Yeah, they I've could seen enough of Strange, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I don't want any more of the Doctor Strange stuff. Hopefully they don't release any more, like, scenes or clips or anything like that. I'm, yeah, I'm all I'm good there. Uh, how, uh, bad news, though, Ryan, as the... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequels. Of course, there was uh, not only was it announced that there was a sequel, but it's going to be a part one and a part two. One of them was supposed to come out this year. That has been punted to 2023. The other, 2024, at least for now. Now, I believe this hurts you in the movie draft, right? Did I have Spider-Verse? I thought you did. I don't think I did. I think you got it. Oh, shit. Maybe I, I got to check my movies. I, I got all the DC movies I got punted. Oh, I'm porked. I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. screwed because I got all the DC movies. So I think you got Spider-Verse, though. Oh, fuck. All right. I got to look that up. Ah, damn it. All right. Speaking of, oh, by the way, that's a good segue. So that's the Mac Goo program where we did our movie yeah. draft for this year. They are going to be uh, joining us for our live show May 15th. So that is just around the goddamn corner, Ryan, where yeah. we're going to be doing our top 50 comic book movies of all time. So in two weeks, Davey and I are going to count down 50 to 26 here on just a normal episode on, on YouTube and where you're getting your podcasts. And then the top 25, we're going to do at Idle Hands, May 15th. I've already compiled the list. I've done the math. The results are in. And it'll be interesting because it's the entire Dork Shared Universe. So there's a total of 10 of us mm -hmm. voting. So it's definitely a different, like just looking yeah. at my list and your list, if just you and I did this, it would be a very different top 50. I, I feel like there's some people who could throw this, who, who would who will willfully throw skew the voting. There is a couple like, uh silly gooses but because there's 10 of us i don't know if there's a silly goose movie that makes the top 50 it probably got closer to it than it should have but not close enough there's a couple of weird people people have some splaining to do with either movies that didn't make their list altogether or were just like insanely low that also maybe skewed the top 10 like you 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 and me would have been more in line with some of this other right. stuff but oh it's a good exercise so there are silly gooses but there are not there is not one silly goose as they say on the loose. No, no, no. We know He's where they very are. Very much corralled. Yeah. 
Oh, they're not on the loose at all. I have everybody's list. So nobody can be like, well, I mean, I like this movie. Like, no, no, no. You said you like this movie in this order. I have the list. I have the, yep. the receipts, as they would say. As they say. And so I might even, I might even for the live show, I even print them out and be like, so if people are like, why is this movie 25th? I'm like, well, I'll tell you why it's 25th. Well, I'll tell you why it's 25th. Because so Jason Rossi somehow thinks that. I'm you, Rossi, Fryer, and Wes probably have the most like, what the fuck kind of, kind of lists. My guess is that Fryer has a lot of animated movies. Friars is almost entirely animated. That's what I'm saying. So like that's he <laughs> loves like, those. I know he really likes those animated movies. So he does. Yeah. Yeah. It, he and he alone. Spoiler likes yeah. the fucking animated movie. No, I like him too. I'm. I'm there are some good ones, but there are some that are just like, like, yeah. am I going to put like Batman Ninja on my list? Probably not. I didn't even really like Batman Ninja. I thought it's I okay. would. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was. But I can bet you, you can bet your bottom dollar. I haven't even seen it, and I, I bet you it's on Friars. Uh, I forget. Probably though, the, your yep. your instinct is right on that. Uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you this: the Batman is in the top fifty. I won't tell you where it is, but it's also currently streaming on HBO Max, so people give sure that enough. old old rewatch and, uh, and everything else. And I did. did you already give it the rewatch? Of course, I did. I'm so backed up on. I am constipated with shows right now. Oh man, we are. Because you take yeah. a week, you take a week off. Like I watched a couple things at night. Like I would, I had a couple, like uh, a couple of Netflix movies or something. But like you don't really sit down and watch your shows like on vacation. Not my programs, but you being away, actually, I don't know if we want to tip our tip our hand to this yet. But our your week away, let me catch up on a show that you've been begging me to watch for some yeah. time. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, by the way, if you're in the chat right now, a special yep. edition of the Mac and Goop uh, podcast is going to be following this one over on their channel with Davey and myself talking yep. severance. Talking severance. With uh, with Mac. So, last week, Billy D and I from the Pop Culture Pile Driver podcast. I know I'm throwing a lot of names and podcasts at you. A lot of names. We're, they're dropping a lot of names here. Yeah, we did yep. severance last week. Davey hadn't finished it. Mac hadn't finished it. Those guys have now both watched it. So, we're going to do that. So, we'll, we'll remind you again at the end of this episode that we're going to jump on over there but i just caught up on moon night yes. so four episodes in on moon night how are we feeling about moon night you know I, i've cooled off on it a little bit so yeah. i felt that way halfway through the fourth episode yeah by the it end of the, i was kind of like at the end though i was all the way back in right but that's the thing like it was kind of hopefully they keep that going there's only you two know. episodes left you're right but I felt like it was dragging a little bit in the last two episodes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I was about to be like, oh, shit, this is kind of fading. But then without giving anything away, it, it brought me all the way back in. And <laughs> then um, did you watch? It was a double premiere of Better Call Saul season six. So I missed it on the day of because I was watching something else. But I did watch the first episode. No. Oh, yeah. And I, you know me. I could watch the hard porn hours so of that and i just got i started rabbit holing got in some real weird shit and yeah. then i wound up watching it the next day because i wanted to watch it with as little commercials as possible yeah so i watch it on amc.com on.com that was uh yeah I, so i dvr that so i watched that last night and i was like i wasn't prepared for the like two and a half hours worth of content or whatever it was right yeah. but it's it's still a great show it's definitely they set you stuff up everything's deliberate it's very breaking bad obviously and it's just kind of putting you in a good good spot for the season now i believe it is a total of 13 episodes and they're gonna split them up it's like the six and seven or something like that yeah 
And then I was looking at the uh, the penultimate episode of the entire season slash series, I should say. The entire series is written and directed by Vince Gilligan. As it should be. And I always feel like the, the penultimate episode of any like the, any last season is always the best one. Yeah, I feel like because there's like too much to do or whatever or like the the because people can be upset with how the actual ending is. Right. I feel like even in like Game of Thrones, the second and last episode of each season was usually the best one. Correct. Yeah. So that's what we're getting. And that, so that's my question that I have for everybody as we watch this season and once the season ends is how, like where is Better Call Saul right now on the list of all time TV shows and how high can it go? I, I, and again, to, to answer your question prematurely, I love Better Call Saul. It's not as great as Break, Breaking Bad, but I will say that the last three episodes of season five were as good as any episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I would, I would sign off on that. I, I'm, I love Better Call Saul. The one, so the one it. at Lalo's place was the season finale. Yeah. But the one, the two episodes with Mike and Saul in the desert. Are oh, as good as yeah. any Breaking Bad episode. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if you go back to the early seasons of Better Call Saul, as much as I love Michael McKeon, I think some of the stuff that uh, was Saul's older brother on the show, or yeah. you know, McGill's older brother, I think some of that dragged too much. And but, the thing oh, with uh, yeah. the other, yeah, that law firm, what's that guy's name? The guy Ham- who runs uh, it? Hamlin. Yeah, Hamlin, Hamlin, and McGill, or whatever it's called. H H M. They call it his first name, but yeah. it's fine. Um, that, that goes to show you. I don't remember the dude's first name. So that's Carl. Yeah. yeah. Carl. 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 Uh, yeah. So Moon Knight, Better Call Saul. I still have to watch the the mid season finale of The Walking Dead. That's still on. That's still in my queue. Uh, what else? You on? Yeah. I got a I got a beauty for pick of the podcast, which I'm. Oh, you do. I'm pumped to talk about. Nice. Pumped to talk about. But guess what we have right now, right? What do we got? <laughs> That's right, folks. It's back. Should I have bought this brought to you by 47 Brand? Go to 47brand.com and use the promo code hashtag dork at checkout for 25%. 25% order. Ryan, that's a big bag of bobbish right there. That's a big, put that in. That's six raffles. Let me get this straight. If I put in, if I had a $100 order and I entered promo code hashtag dork, would I only pay $75? And free shipping. Jesus. Come Jesus, on. please us. What are you doing? Pause the podcast right now. Hop on over there. Buy yourself a hat. Buy yourself a shirt. Buy yourself something nice. You want to know why? Because you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. You buy whatever do. you want. Speaking of buying whatever you want. Let's find out if this guy should have bought everything he wants. Let's go to... Uh, and again, dorkpodcast at gmail.com is the easiest way to do this because if you send it on Twitter, I'll pr- it'll probably get lost. It'll probably get buried. I've had a bunch of these for a while. and I always forget to save off the pictures uh has to be over 25 dollars, and davy and i will tell you if in fact you should have bought it so we need a picture the price and a little story if you'd like to so let's pull up the picture now ryan the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) another reason to watch the youtube this one comes in from groovy dude (coughs) he's written to us in the past groovy dude says uh okay i saw this at my local comic shop and felt i needed to own it as a lifelong fan of Monty Python, this was the perfect item to add to my collection. Yes. As a D&D player, this will make a great addition to the D&D table and give me the power to shoot fireballs from my staff. Now, it I believe is, that the character's friend. name is Reg. 
Uh, he says it's Tim the Enchanter. Tim, Tim the Enchanter, Tim. yes. It's, it's Tim the Enchanter plush hat. Ah, yes. laser beam! It's better than fireballs, you pussy! All right, so it is a hat. It fits. It's, it's So he sent in a photo. If you're not in the YouTube chat right now, he, he sent in a photo of him wearing the hat. Uh, it looks like a leather hat, Ryan. I would describe it like a black leather hat. Yeah, I would say it's a more pleather. I don't know if that's uh okay. Fair. That's... Now, shout out too. He's got some. Looks like he has some movie posters on the back wall. One of them I can see clearly is the Hateful Eight poster. Oh yeah, good eye, Ryan. Um, yeah. Eye. And so this is Tim the Enchanter, who um, he has a poster. I believe of... helps King Arthur. Yeah. Um, slay the rabbit. Yeah. At the mouth of the mouth of the castle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> At the cave that brings them there. Yes. Uh so and again, I like, get the nice horns. Like he looks like it looks like if the LA Rams helmet came to life is is sort of if what the this LA like. if the LA Rams helmet came to life and yeah. then went to a certain bar in the movie Police Academy. That's yes. what we're dealing the blue oyster yep. bar in yep. uh yep. police academy. That's what we're dealing with. So there's uh, a handsome headshot here of a uh, groovy dude wearing the Tim the Enchanter plush hat. Would you like to guess at how much the hat cost? $29.99. Oh my god, yes. Oh my oh my yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it was 30 bucks. It was 30, it was 30 bucks. bucks. It was it was 30 bucks. So I knew it was <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. All right, Ryan. So let's. Well, again, if we if we are split on this, we go to the chat. If we are in agreement, then that's just what it is. Should Groovy Dude have bought this? I think again, what pushes it over the edge, and I think he makes it clear that when he plays D and D, that he's going to wear this. Yeah, I think it's worth it's worth the price right there. But if he was just doing this as a Monty Python fan, I would say no. But the fact that this is going to get some use, yeah, God love you. This is how we do it. So that's how you play. Should I have bought this again? $25 or more. Send them in and uh, darkpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll let you know if you should have bought this. So groovy dude. Yes, you should have bought this. It is a multi-use kind of item there. It kind of takes a big dump all over Friar's helmet. That sure he does. That is, a, that is a nice plush hat that you purchased there. So, uh, again, shout out to 47 Brand for uh, that one. That's how you play right there. And I have more of these. And, by the way, keep sending them in, and we'll try to sprinkle them in through all these we'll episodes get to them. to go through. We will, we, we will get to them at some point. All right, Ryan, let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, right. What do we have? Well, what we have right now. So I have some news for you of the Davies video game minute, but that's not kind of what I, I'll give you a choice at the end of this as well. <laughs> so um, we are five days away from the Overwatch Two <sighs> PvP beta, which we are all signed up for. I You're believe not so only are you signed up for it, but I've gotten clearance. I, I asked the boss. I said, yep. "Can I play with my homies in five days?" And she said, "I don't care." I don't care. Not, Please stop asking me. me for permission for things. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> you're we're we're peers. Yeah, we we uh, you're not you're not the child. But I'm like I don't want to be saying 
to the homies that I can play with them. And then I find out that either you're not here or something's something's amiss. So, cause you always have to have coverage as you know, right? Because knock on wood, my daughter sleeps decent enough, but you never know. You never know. I fucked that up. I, I shouldn't have said yeah. that. There's a but whammy right there. What if I'm in the middle of a nice six V six overwatch two beta. And then I hear screaming. I can't get up and leave. What if I'm healing? What if I'm Lucio? What, what if, if I'm healing? healing? Yeah. I mean, we get us we get to straighten this out right away. Who's doing what? And I'm looking for a position change. And none no, no better time than the the arrival of Sojourn, which is the new character. Hmm. So she is a contemporary of Soldier 76. Looks like a call dibs. Dibs. There you go. There call you go. Dibs. I just did it. We'll say, all right, it's it's April uh the 21st. So we call yep. dibs. Because he's going DPS. I think Max and Shimes probably in uh, West and Marcus. Those guys, but they they've been still playing. Yeah, so I'm either going heels or DPS. I think you and I can be the healers. I love using. He's in the meta now, and one of my favorite characters is Baptiste. So I could do some healing as well. Yeah, I'm a Lucio Moira, and then I can, yep. I can fuck around with some of the other guys too if you need. So, so. I do I do like that. So that's there we are with that. Um, even better news, Richard. <gasps> Guess who's back? Back again. The game was on sale. He looks older, but God damn it, he's still got he's still got a uh, puncher spirit. Crash Bandicoot. Mick Party is back. And uh, and yep, WWE 2022. Mick Party is back. Did you buy WWE? It was on sale. It was on sale for like 30 bucks. How is it? Is it nice? It's pretty good. And and again, it has like the WrestleMania 2000 kind of feel to it. It's a lot easier, it's a lot more user-friendly. It's there's less glitches. It's a lot more crisp. The create a character is super dense. You know what like you have super to, dense. You know what you have to do now. I have to stream. No, yes, not yes. You have to stream. Yeah, Mick, Mick Party versus. Funny you mentioned that. My next bit of news. Did you know that they just announced that an AEW game is coming? Wow. AEW called Fight Forever, which is apparently a chant that they do. Yeah. So uh, if not just in AEW, but just in all of wrestling, if there's like a really, really good match, like a really, really, really good match, you get, you obviously get the this is awesome chance, but yeah. then like Fight Forever. Fight Forever. And it's awesome. Yeah, so and they call AEW Fight like Forever. Cole Gargano, he had a couple of crazy fights in NXT and they would chant Fight Forever. So that's called AEW Fight Forever. So coming. they have a good roster. They have an interesting roster and a one that would be fun to play with. But for me, it's all going to come down to like the gameplay. Like if it's better than WWE, great. If it's not, even though I like a lot of the guys over there, it's not. not worth well, I've it. seen. So they did some pre-alpha footage of the gameplay and it looks a little bit more arcadey, okay. which is good. In my mind, that's for a wrestling game. That's good. Yeah. Um, Because it's not. I don't think these games. I think where 2K kind of lost their way is they tried to make it into like an MMA, kind of like a simulation game. Yeah which isn't like that's not the way to go with these it has to be over the top it has to be cartoonish it has to be like yeah and like the perfect way to play uh or the perfect way to make a wrestling video game is to make it both easy and hard meaning you can you can play and i can have a match with you and i can have like a handful of moves but if i'm super into it i can have a million moves i can have all these different variations on it it'd be really good so you have both the novice sort of like like tekken was kind of good in that way right where you could be a freaking expert and know all the chain throws and all the shit or you could kind of just play and still have fun doing it and i think they're they're getting back to that 2k is getting back to the little bit so like reversals are way easier now Okay. Um, you can actually like if I'm if I guess if you're hitting me with square, 
like say on and yeah. I hit square when you hit it, it'll reverse it. Like it. But I have to guess right. Yeah. Good so stuff. it's actually a little bit easier that way. Um and there are so many Star Wars games. I was all these things that they've been announced. There's like eight Star Wars games coming. Star uh, Lego Star Wars right now is is doing really really well. It's getting yeah. really good reviews. It looks really fun to play. Once my girls get done with Kirby, I think that's going to be the next thing I make that's them it. play. Nice. Um, so that's all. The, so the choice I was going to give you is: Do you want the top my top five skateboarding games now or later? Ooh. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter because we'll get to it soon. Should we just throw it yeah. in? Because we're going to get your top 10 skateboarding films. Right. Which I've also get... played jazz with a little bit. Oh, that's great. We're yeah. also going to each each do our top five favorite skateboarders. Yes. And then within that, we can mention who we use the most in Tony Hawk. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to do that, actually, you know what? Save it. Well, we'll, we'll, let's get to Big it. Big market tease. Mine are the same. Favorite skateboarder and the one I use in Tony Hawk the most. Other than myself. I'm going to say... <laughs> Excluding creative player, which obviously those yeah. games are so good at, and, and yeah. it's a creative player. Uh, now are you okay? Let's just get into it because we're gonna we're gonna okay, do it right now. Let's do so, it. All right, that's David's video. I have a surprise for you too, so you be get ready you to get surprise? into it. I have a surprise for you. Not that kind not, of surprise. Was that the surprise? <laughs> no, that's disgusting, Ryan. Come on, <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Y'all ready for bisque? You ready for the topic to jour, Ryan? My question to you is, are you ready? I think so. You think so? I think so. I'm actually watching oh, the documentary again I'm right in front so, of me. I'm I got so right excited. Now. I'm so excited for this. I, I, If I had a little bit more time, I would have gone back and watched more things, but that's why I'm very glad you're here. because you're. Do gonna... you know how many things I watched this week? I'm Seven so excited. Minutes. All right, so well, excited. it's the topic of the day, and today yeah. it is... Uh, essentially, Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off. The HBO Max documentary, which is two hours and eight minutes, just came out a week or so ago. It's currently streaming on there right now. And this is actually really kind of kick flipping off the entire episode because we're going to yes. mix and match a lot of other skateboarding items, whether it be the games, the skateboarders themselves, other movies. But this movie had so much in it. And again, it's freaking Tony Hawk. So this is what we're going to talk about mainly. So just this documentary alone, Ryan, did you like it? I did. I did very much so. But not for the reasons that I loved the other movies. But this one was, it hit home for me. Like yeah. I, I was I was very invested in this. And I, I watched this twice now. And um, yeah. I loved it. I really did. I, th I, I thought this was incredibly well done. Um, now, kind of like a warts and all kind of thing. Yeah non-skateboarding fans because again they're skateboarders mm -hmm. which are not us but then there's yes. skateboarding fans that are us yes for for anybody not included in those first two groups do you think it's an engaging enough documentary for them to like it yes because yeah. it, it's dealing with themes that kind of pertain to everybody mm -hmm. um and like you said so you and i are not we i am not a skateboarder um as a matter of fact i'm an awful skateboarder yep. Oh, I got um, and I wanted to introduce to you. So this is uh, I wanted we have a guest that's going to be on the podcast. So this, this is the um, would you like me to bring this guest in? Of course. And he just he no, no broke the house. No, he broke old, it all. An old, an old friend is joining us on the podcast. This is not what I dropped. But so just so you're. Oh, look at this beauty. Look so at that. Beauty. Describe so for those that of you, listener. I will describe this to you right now. This is a Sony digital eight handycam that I had with me literally every single day 
from 1998 <laughs> until 2002. Like I had this thing came with me everywhere I went and I filmed everything I did. Um, you rich, we, we have some tapes that are at my, in my parents attic somewhere that we need to get out. And you've seen I some of the screenshots a couple of them. You I have a couple have, of them. Yeah, I think I do. I think you gave me one of them maybe forever oh, ago. Boy. I got to look through. Cause I also got a camera similar to that, uh, while I was in college and yeah. filmed a ton of shit and made a couple of videos. And again, it's like, it's kind of mickey mouse and plus it was just at the start of being able to do things really and this and this so for me you know i tell the story all the time and i've had so i've gone from this yep which is my sony digital handicam to this which is my nikon z50 which is a hybrid shooter so i can shoot photos and videos in 4k slow mo. so i've had a camera with me every single day and i owe it to the sport of skateboarding now not i tell the story all the time but how mm -hmm. i got into this being a hockey player growing up, I was the worst skateboarder in my group of friends, but I could rollerblade. So their thing was like, you hold the camera. Yeah. It's like you follow us because yeah. we're watching all these skate videos. I could hold the camera and I could hold it steady and I could skate along with them, but I didn't have to skateboard. And since then, I have had a camera with me every single day. Mm -hmm. um, my my <laughs> media interests have taken a slight turn um, sure. these days. Yep. Um, you can inquire about that on Twitter if you want to know what I'm up to now. Um, but I still have like every day I pack a bag, even when I'm going to teach class, I have a camera with me just mm -hmm. in case like it always comes with me because you never know. So you never know. And I got started and that started this passion for me with skateboarding, a sport that I was never involved in, but kind of involved in. Yeah, right. No, but I you mean, know. without the people filming it, you don't see the people on the other side in all these movies. You don't, right. you don't really, you don't really see that. Somebody's got to keep up with Tony Hawk and and uh, Bam Margera and everybody else. Yeah. All right, give me your, and you can obviously treat this very loosely because there yes. are documentaries, there are movies, there are short films, there's all kinds of different things. Davy's top ten skateboarding movies. Okay, so this is where I played jazz. Go ahead. So I've given you five skateboarding movies like documentaries okay. and five skateboarding videos, which you would have watched at Eastern border. You would have watched at headlines where, wherever they were selling skate videos back in the nineties. Like this, these are the five skate videos that have meant a lot to me. And there is a common thread among all of them. Right. So in my top five skateboard movies, I would say my favorite. Um, and it, it, it goes well with the topic du jour today. So Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off is basically a continuation of this movie, which was Bones Brigade, an autobiography, which chronicles basically there's three what I would consider to be like the Holy Grail movies, skateboard movies, that being Dogtown and Z-Boys, Bones Brigade, Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off. So this goes from the inception of skateboarding to skateboarding where it is currently and what is happening to these these guys now. So you start with Stacy Peralta and his career with Tony Alva and the Dogtown crew all the way through the Bones Brigade. But Bones Brigade in autobiography has Tony Hawk, Krishna Soy, Mike McGill, Rodney Mullen, Steve Caballero, Tommy Guerrero, like all Lance Mountain, like all of these guys and their career. So the Tony Hawk one we're talking is kind of a continuation of that. Yeah, in fact, and the I, best I part. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, I think there's a lot of uh, carryover footage. Like, I, yes, I think there's a lot of the same stuff. And Bones Brigade, I'm with you. Is I, that's one I have seen. I 
Love that one. Mm -hmm. And again, this one brought back all the memories. And I believe it's on YouTube. So if you guys haven't it seen Bones Brigade, it's easily accessible. So you can go watch that. It's awesome. So if you like this documentary and you like the stuff that they were doing in the 80s and sort of that group and all like those competitions, definitely watch Bones Brigade. It's all it's like the same guys. It's just filmed a few years earlier. So they're all a little bit younger, but it is just as interesting. And, the and it's footage to me blows me away. Like how much footage they have from late seventies, early eighties still. Yeah. And Lance mountain says in bones brigade, he's like, I don't mean to say it this way, but like our guys kind of invented the way to make money at skateboard where they were yeah. selling boards and they were doing ads and like all the stuff with Stacy Peralta and Craig Stesic and all that stuff. So that's super cool. So how I did it, by the way, I, I have skate movies and skate videos. So I've yeah. said before, so I'll bounce back and forth. So that's one of my favorite skate movies, skate videos. We would be remiss if the, I think the one that had the biggest impact on me um, is CKY2K. Like, I think that kind of blew the doors off of like what I saw, I thought skate movies were. Now there are some that are better, but like for me at that time, because you got to figure, I think when CKY2K, it came out in 99. But I was 18. You were 17 ish. 15. No bullshit. 99? 99? I was born in 84. Oh, fuck. That's right. You're so much younger than me. <laughs> you were 26. I was old. And I was 26. I was, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I remember watching this and. and yeah, no, like, so when we were in high school. Yeah. We yeah. were in high school. We were yeah. in high school and yeah, watching yeah. this over. And we would, this is one of those movies like Spinal Tap. We would, people would oh come in our room God. and we would make them watch it. It was incredible. That, that like, I thought it touched the sun when you saw that one. And so what it did was it basically like the skate videos that I loved had skits in them. Yeah. But this kind of flipped it. This was like all skits and then had some skateboarding in it rather than like having skateboarding and then a couple skits here and there. This was mostly skits and then some really, really cool skateboarding. Um, this was put out, I think Bam did it. Bam did all the work for it, but it was done by Element. Um and so, so it was like really, really cool. And again, kind of put me on the path. And this is well, that one was great too. And and I think CKY and actually even Hawk and those guys talked about it a little bit. Whereas if you really wanted people to watch these videos, just doing perfect skate tricks, yeah, isn't all that uh relatable to people. Like, no. first of all, either they're they're not skateboarders, or even if they are, they're not as good as Tony Hawk and and uh Steve Caballero. So if they see you mess, if they see you wipe out, leave it in, like leave that part in. And then obviously Bam and those guys took it to a whole nother level where it's just, you know, not even using skateboards and they're just fucking <laughs> jumping off shit and smashing each other's <laughs> antiquing each other. And then they cut back to him on a ramp and you're like wiping shit on each other's face. Yeah. But then you like, sit there and you're like, you're like, wow, I, an hour just went by and I guess I did watch a skateboarding video. Like you, you don't did, absolutely didn't really did. realize that they just did. Yeah, absolutely did. And I remember this when it first came out, you had to order it. Like yep. you couldn't find, like, cause you, if you went to the skate shop, it was never, it was always sold out. So you had to like, go to like trans world skateboarding. And I ordered mine from trans world or oh, GNS, GNS or whatever the hell it was, but crazy. Yeah. Um, so going back to skate movies, if you like CKY and you like, so basically that was the first half of the first two seasons of Jackass was CKY, CKY 2K. Mm. The other half of that, there's a movie on Hulu. If you want to watch it right now, it's called dumb. And it's the story of big brother magazine. So Big Brother Magazine was Jeff Tremaine, Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones, like all of these guys like were in these movies 
Right. I think Steve-O, Chris Pontius. I think all these guys were doing stuff with like the Big Brother crew. It was Weedman with them? Because Weedman is also a great skateboarder. He's a really good skateboarder. So all those guys. So that is the marriage of... So basically, we we talk about Jack as we talk about the two CKY crew and the Big Brother crew. Like that's where these things come from. So, Mm -hmm. um, and just the... The common thread that you'll see in all these movies is Spike Jones. I, I, I when people talk about, I'm not saying that I'm as good or I do what Spike Jones does. I'm not saying that at all. But like Ever. my biggest inspiration for continuing to do multimedia video photos, doing that is Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah. You have this guy who's like this shit rat BMX store kid who just grabs a camera. And becomes an Oscar-winning director, mm. like that's it's crazy. That's yeah. fucking crazy. It's yeah. crazy, like how good he yeah. is and how good he got just by trying it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that speaks to him as a person. So, speaking of that, so the the in two thousand, I think it was three, he did a thing for Chocolate Skateboards. It was called the movie's called Yeah Right, and it was one of my favorite skate videos because. It was one of the first to shoot in 100 frames. So everything was in slow motion. Oh, okay. And if you remember, that was the one where he did the green screen skateboards, where the skateboards oh. were gone. So if you, if you find it, so I, this blew my mind. Wow. So the, sca- the skateboards were green. Like he painted them like green screen and then took them out. That's so, so the, they're doing tricks of doing like rail slides, but you can't see the skateboards. So if you guys don't, haven't seen that, it's on wow. from Yeah Right. It's so good. And so Spike, yeah. So someone's asking Spike Jones, the guy from Praise You, but yeah. So he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he wound up doing his free, he did a Sonic Youth video, was his first video. And then he did Sabotage. And then he did Praise You. He did all the Fat Boy Slim videos. Yeah. Like he's done a bunch of music videos. And then he directed Her, Where the Wild Things Are, won an Oscar. Crazy, Crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's another, going back to skate movies, Day One which is day one song. There's a half hour documentary. It's on YouTube. If you want to watch it, uh, one of the most progressive other than Rodney Mullen, probably one of the most progressive skateboarders you'll ever see. And this guy is incredible. Day one song. It's just like his light. He's like it, the, it's like a 45 minute documentary or something, but it goes 30 years of footage. Of oh, wow. It's like developing tricks and like all of those things. And one of my favorite skaters of all time. I don't think he made the list. He didn't make the top five, but he's in my top 10 of day one song is one of my favorite skaters. Yeah. 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 So if you want to look at doc skate documentaries, go watch day one. Didn't he, isn't he in a, he and Rodney Mullen are partners yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So they did. And they did a video. It was like, it was like Mullen versus song or day one versus Rodney or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was just them doing tricks back and forth. My, my namesake should the dark slide is one uh-huh. of the, my favorite Rodney Mullen trick. The dark slide. And if you don't know what, the, that's when he flips the skateboard on the top and does a uh, skates a rail with the skateboard upside down. Yeah, we'll is, get into Rodney Mullen in it coming up. It, Jesus, outrage! Another another planet. Outrageous. Outrageous. So, yeah. um, going back to the because so this is uh, the Bones Brigade videos. They did the Bones Brigade video show. Their second video they did, which was the first to actually show street skating with tommy guerrero was a movie called future primitive which i've watched again you can find this on youtube for free yeah yeah. watch future primitive yeah um and watch tommy guerrero like you said you had tony hawk and mike mcgill doing 540s mctwists and you know cavalero mctwists you know ollie mctwists like crazy shit but then you have lance mountain and tommy guerrero just skating in the street and that was the first time and and, and this movie or this doc that we're going to talk about too 
when he's like when Tommy Guerrero is going down and he like just jumps over like a plant or something. They're like, wait a minute, yeah. you can do that? Because so and many it, things that are now taken for granted, like these guys all created. Like they're the language is different now because of what they did then and like nobody even thought that you could do certain things like the tricks these guys create between hawk uh mcgill caballero and rodney mullen mm -hmm. how that's many every yes that's like most of the tricks that are exist today like the very first trick you learn on a skateboard is a flat ground ollie yeah. which rodney mullen invented correct like yeah, these guys are still alive yeah. like that. And that's crazy. Well, barely. But like, that's <laughs> I know like, no shit. mentally they're there physically. I don't yeah, know, but they're wrecked. Um, so there's future primitive. If you that's haven't cool. seen that, that's that's awesome. Um, there's a movie called Stoked, which is called the Stoke, the rise and fall of Gator. So there's a guy who's a contemporary of Christian Hosoy, Tony Hawk, big vert skater in the 80s. Once the advent of street skating came, this guy fell off. Um, he was one of the they talk about guys who just couldn't do it. And, he, and like yeah. they couldn't make the transition. One of them was Mark Gator Rogowski. So the story of Gator, big in the 80s, he was um, uh, Vision, Vision Skateboards. Okay. He was like their first guy on Vision, um, which is a huge company in the 80s. And uh, total rock star guy, wound up killing somebody and going to jail. Jeez. So it's this whole, you know, how this skateboarding thing, and they talk about it in the Tony, it comes in waves, right? So when that wave in the early 90s dipped. Die, yeah, it died. It died and so so did someone else and gator wow. i think gator just got out of jail recently um that was but. like a lot the dwayne peters when i forget if it was in bones brigade or if it was in uh until the wheels fall off but he's like yeah that tony hawk guy every time i get out of jail he was like bigger and bigger yeah <laughs> yeah that was in bones brigade he's like he's on cut out of fucking 7-eleven he's on a fucking slurpee cup i fucking love Dwayne. listening to Dwayne peters talk is is awesome how much he hated tony hawk not to spoil i think your, it's hilarious not to spoil your list but i think there's a Dwayne peters documentary there is there is I I, it's not it. on my list but there okay. is a Dwayne i haven't, peters I haven't seen that one but i think i want to yeah. um so this one so when people my age talk about skate videos the one that i think they bring up the most is the blind skateboard uh video days which was Spike mm. Jones's first real skate video. Is this um, the Jason Lee one? The Jason Lee one with him and Mark Gonzalez when they have the the Cadillac and at the end they drive it off the cliff. Like so that I mean such cool music and this was just like Gorilla. It was just they yeah. were using music they should have been using. They were using clips from like Willy Wonka that they shouldn't have been using, but you could see that this was kind of like the just dudes grabbing a video camera and just filming shit. Yeah. And Mark Gonzalez. So what's cool about this, if you watch Mark Gonzalez's part, he does this rail. Um, it's like a kinked rail at like the school he went to. And it's the fucking school from Tony Hawk. Oh shit. Like that kinked rail where you have like the mural oh, yeah, yeah. and like oh, yeah. it's that school. So like awesome. that's like a nod to that video and Mark Gonzalez's part. Um awesome. but it's it's like it's and again, the common thread that I have here is obviously um spike jones so, yeah no shit yeah i'm a huge I, mean, I don't know if you picked up on i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan of spike jones so yeah um and the last so skate movie that yep. I, I think i would bring is all this mayhem so it's a story told by tas pappas uh, the pappas brothers pappas brothers are from australia and they their whole thing was like they came from australia to like basically beat tony hawk in the x games 
Um, and one of the one of the Pappas brothers is no longer with us. That's all I'll kind of say with that right now. But Tas Tas T A S Tas or Tas Pappas Tas was one of the only guys who could land a nine hundred. It's on film. Like he, him, and Tony Hawk were the only guys who can do it. And now there's a, some twelve year old kid who hit a t- ten eighty. Like that's that's dumb. He's twelve years old. Well, this was a couple years ago. I think he's like in his teens now. But dumb. Yeah. Um, and just the the way. And again, so you're watching this Tony Hawk video and watching him try this 900 at, what, 56 years old? Oh, my God. And it's almost sad. The beginning of this documentary is, it feels like a half hour, but it's probably only five minutes of him trying just alone on this big-ass vert ramp crashing. And I know these Mm -hmm. guys all have helmets, and I know they have knee pads and shoulder pads, but the shock that your body takes not just at, the, at any age, let alone at the age that Tony Hawk's at now. And he's just crashing and his head's hitting, his back's hitting, his arm's sitting. And he just keeps getting up, keeps getting up, keeps trying to do it. And you're like, dude. Well, you got to figure, like, how high is a half pipe? Like, fucking, I bet it's real high. I would say oh, 10 to 12 feet. Yeah. So is they, uh, approximately 11 to 22 feet. I was right, right. So 11 to 22 feet for a half pipe. And you got to figure his is probably somewhere in the middle. It's not that extreme. It's not but a big air pipe. Yeah, but he's falling two stories down, basically. You fall two stories on your back. What are we like doing? If you hit the flat, like that's jumping out of a second story window and landing on your goddamn back, like oh, every single time. Like yeah, you could I, slide a little bit, but like one of my big takeaways is you know, even though it's 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 an extreme sport, right? It's in the X Games, and like you see some of the, the, the Olympics. Out. It's in the Olympics now, yeah. but you don't ever think like, when people are like, oh, contact sports, they're like. Oh, you get hurt in football, you get hurt in hockey, you get hurt in boxing and MMA. It's like, true. But right. these guys also beat the shit out of themselves. Like, I, I, that was my biggest takeaway. Like, I know guys get hurt skateboarding. I'm very well aware. I've seen a lot of these movies. I get it. But just the wear and tear and all the competitions and then, you, then like the practice runs and then these guys just getting up and doing it over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, just a, it's brutal. So, and again, like listening to Lance Mountain talk about it, and him just being like, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to die. Yeah. Like this, I'm never going to stop. I know it's messed up. And he's like, I know I, he's yeah. talking about like CTEs. Like, I know I have what football players have. Yeah. Like I, I've oh. had however many concussions. I know. Like, I just, I, I won't stop. Like, this is who I am. And I think they'd, that, be more, they'd be more miserable if they weren't doing it, which I, I guess I, I understand. And that's what makes this movie good. Is like yeah. they're not talking about skateboarding. They're talking about finding something in your life that you just can't get rid of. Yeah. Like you, you no matter what you do, like that's just going to be a part of who you are. Yeah. You know, and and not not being afraid of the cost of that. And mm-hmm. not only that, but I will listen to Rodney Mullen talk about anything forever. I haven't watched his TED talk yet, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that yeah. immediately because. Uh, between this and Bones Brigade documentary, he is just the most like impressive, thoughtful, wise, like impressive guy I can I can think of. Like I just you're blown away listening to him talk about uh, like at one at one point maybe you're like oh it's just like skateboarding. It's like yeah, but he's doing it at a much deeper level than that and you can apply it to other things you can apply it to your life you can apply it to whatever it happens to be that your job is but rodney mullen is just a, such a such an interesting character and so watching him as i was growing up watching him skateboard one of the fascinating things is what he does is so much different than what tony hawk or any of like the vert guys do 
because it's all on flat ground and yeah most of it i mean he does some street skating and stuff too but, but mostly it's just, it's just a skateboard and your driveway and like the, and he's good that's all, yeah. that's all he needs yeah i'm trying i was trying to make a comparison to like tony hawk and rodney mullen it's almost like a guy who runs the 100 yard dash and a guy who runs marathons it's like yeah they both run but it's completely different you know it's yeah like, it's the same yeah. sport but like you couldn't ask one to kind of to really realistically do the other um but what kind of connected the two of them was the the idea of like being progressive like i i listen to tony like i play i play guitar and yeah one of the things that speaks to me that like tony hawks talked about he's like he talks about christian hasoy and how christian hasoy was all style like people who love skateboarding love christian hasoy hated tony hawk because it was all like like you know me like i hawk just i cannot tell you i can't play a guitar solo to save my life like i can't like i can't think on my feet like that yeah but what i can do is if you ask me to play a song that you like i can do that so like when tony hawk's like i didn't want style i just wanted tricks so when i play guitar, i don't want tricks i just want songs i just want to be able to play that song right 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 that's all i've ever wanted to do yeah so that to me like that's was a good comparison to me like i'm not a jazz musician like right. i play the hits like i, yeah. I play what people want to see and, no, that and, makes sense. and then yeah. i think it's also incredible when you when you see these guys they're they are so young when they first come together like they are kids like they are like middle school or like late elementary school kids when they come together but pretty quickly tony and rodney are sort of in their own like class yeah right? as good as caballero and mcgill and even lance mountain are like those guys win every time they're in they win every time they're in and then like the pressure's on them. So I think they can relate on a different level than everybody else. And they both get burnt out like at an early age. And Rodney has that thing. I forget what the, who we, who we, which book he quotes, but he was talking about, you know, Tony Hawk got to the point and even Rodney did where like, you've built this incredible house, but. Oh, is there a Kafka story? Was, Kafka yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Like perfect analogy for what they were doing. Mm -hmm. He's like, you build the world's greatest house, but you can't enjoy it because you're outside defending it nonstop. Like you're just mm -hmm. out there. So it got to the point where they both got burnt out on these competitions. And he right. has, so another great skate movie is the one um, waiting for lightning with um, Danny way. So Danny way jumped over like the great wall of China. So I he like has this way. great line yeah. and he has this great line where he's like, when you're on the top of the mountain and you hear the thunder, you're just waiting for the lightning. Like you're just waiting for like this to end. Like you're just mm -hmm. waiting for this to be like the catastrophic ending of like, and that's how you have to like the same thing, same idea. Like you're just waiting for disaster to strike. He was in Bones Brigade too at one point. Yep. He wasn't in like the original crew, but like a bunch of guys ended up being. It. I think Danny Way was was one of them. You talk about the waves of skating, and you're right. And it's like Stacy Peralta, who's another really great interview and always an awesome part of these documentaries. And he comes at it as just a guy who lived it and was part of the first boom, but then also really as the coach allowed the second boom to happen but mm -hmm. then it died in the 90s like you said rye and it really was the combination of the x games and then the video game that kind of pushed this thing back to mainstream and the popularity right. again and it can you know congrats to espn for even like having yeah. this just to having like if they didn't have competitions x games, come back. i don't i don't know these guys we, we wouldn't we wouldn't even know about them no and, and what a cool idea to bring that back yeah um, and again, you have this guy in Tony Hawk who, you know, winds up being on Wheaties boxes and being a world-class athlete. And these, you know, by and large, I mean, you hear these guys talk about it in the eighties, like there was no future in this. 
Like I just no. did this because this is all I wanted That's to fun. do ever. Yeah. yeah. And even Tony Hawk, like in the middle of this movie where it kind of dragged a little bit. And I think it felt, it was intentionally felt like that. Like he was broke. Yeah. Like Tony Hawk, who was like, and you know, there's that great line where he's like talking about Stacy saying like, you know, you're going to be the last to feel it, but like, this is coming. Like the end of skateboarding is coming again. And he's seen it. And again, it went this, like the seventies, it was high early eighties. It was low. Then in the mid eighties, it was 80, 86 to 89. It was awesome. And then around, was it 95, 96? It came back again. Yeah, I think it, I, I want to say X then Games one, X Games one <laughs> might have been ninety six. I could be wrong yeah. around there. And then they had the Gravity Games, and now, and again, now it's back because it's now in the Olympics, so it's now yeah. in the cultural. Oh my god, I almost said something so pretentious and dumb. <laughs> it's back in the cultural zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Right? I was waiting for zeitgeist. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say it. Yeah. I almost said I almost said it. Caught myself. Then wound up saying it anyway. So it's I don't know podcast that that fits in. We'll uh, edit it here. Yeah. Well, well we're talking back. Kafka. We're talking cultural zeitgeist we're throwing huge words oh the whole thing it's, it's a smart yeah. podcast for a smart audience right really a smart been. audience for that, sure. that's what it's been uh but yeah no I'm, I'm fascinated by that whole kind of uh that timeline of of skateboarding it's it's pretty interesting but all right top five favorite skateboarders of all time okay first uh, we'll bounce back and forth ready right. i'm gonna throw this guy at you if he's on your list he fucking should be yep. one of the coolest motherfuckers to ever skateboard chad muska not on my list chad muska like oh he's great music producer he's the king of like this the sky high high top shoes super shoes like mm -hmm. chad muska is one of the coolest dudes i've ever seen on a skateboard just love watching him skate um he's a cool guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like most of these guys are cool though like oh, that's, super that, cool. that's the thing about yeah. skateboarding is like they, yeah. look, they look fucking cool doing their shit uh my number one with the bullet is bucky lassick I, he's on my list. He's on my list, dude. I love Bucky Lastic. Oh, always rooted for him. Always played with him in the game. Loved watching him in the X Games. That's more my style. Like I, I'll watch Street and I'll watch that. But like Vert, give me give me Vert all day. I, him I like and Burnquist, like of that of, era, oh, the, were the best. Some of those battles between Burnquist and Lastic were just so fun to watch. I'm impressed by all of it. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about those guys dipping in and then flying up so fucking high in the air and trying to pair all these tricks together and land it is just it, it's i can't fathom it like i i i wouldn't be able to get on top of a vert and successfully just go in no i know i know that i i couldn't do that let alone these guys flying and, and doing like multiple tricks together it's crazy yeah, that's great. So uh, he's on my list too. The other one, so I have Chad Musco would just like, by the way, king of like stair sets. Like he would just jump off yeah. however many goddamn stairs. Which right? is cool. Yeah. Um, and then two kind of another guy, super aggressive skater. Um, I would use him a lot in Tony Hawk, but not my favorite. But uh, Andrew Reynolds is another one of my favorite skaters. Um, again, just really like one of just the natural, like a naturally good skateboarder. Yeah. So love watching Andrew Reynolds skate. I'm going Bam Margera. For all the reasons, like we've said before, like the the entertainment part of it. Now, is he as good as a Bucky Lassick or a Steve Caballero? No, obviously he's he's not. But he's still a pro skater. Like he's still yeah. he's still pretty damn good. And big part of all the video games, big part of all those movies that we were talking about. And uh, and a guy who made almost like an end. He's tried to make see the end of it, but almost an endless amount of money just marketing himself yeah. in a certain way. So. You know, one of the best businessmen to ever do it for sure. Yeah, he was ahead um, of his time. He in so many ways. Like, if you 
that that one photo that was out remember we talked about it on the podcast before it was an old photo of bam editing like a cky yeah. video and it's just yeah. like the equipment then was so shitty and like you could do the stuff but it was a pain in the asshole and it was had, such like, a pain in the ass ecrs get all these different plugs like the the red yellow white cords and like oh. all this bullshit it was like it's oh. right here it's all right here and i remember rendering a video yeah typically would take twice as long as the video was so if i had a five minute video it would take me 10 minutes to render it yep. just render it just to see if it was usable like that was nuts yeah, so i mean i can't now i can do it in seconds yeah. you know like in real time which is which is nuts um one of my favorite skateboarders again super technical absolutely almost flawless skateboarder eric Costin. Yeah. he's like my second he's favorite sick. skater like and again i lean more street i yeah, lean more um and so eric Costin, and again he did did a lot of video bits with spike jones there's yeah, the, there's yeah, the there uh, i'll throw andy mcdonald at you oh i love andy mcdonald i'm a big andy mcdonald fan and when they first did uh vert pairs or vert doubles whatever they called mm -hmm. it uh, he paired up with Tony Hawk and they fucking kicked ass. And I've always, I've always liked, uh, Andy McDonald after that. As did Sean White, as did Ryan Sheckler. Yeah. Those two young bucks. They were supposed to be the Nuts. new. Yeah. And then Sean White just stuck to skateboarding. He, by the world-class skateboarder too. Not honestly, not. people forget that. Yep. Yeah. Sean White. Um, and my favorite skater of all time is Rodney Mullen. Like with, it's not even close. Um, just, I could watch that. It was, I think it was, uh, it was the video montage they did of him at, at the end of Tony Hawk two where he wasn't talking he was doing the thing with his hands and then they did the montage of like oh right. i could watch that video yeah for hours and find something new every time that's when he's in the venice boardwalk and he's just on that circular thing just moving right. around the board just staying in that one spot is one of the most impressive things i've ever seen yeah i threw him on my list too even though again that's not the style that i gravitate towards but he is just i'm just so blown away by that guy and both him on the skateboard and then him off, like him, him talking is just so impressive. I also threw Mike Valley on there. Mike, just, Mike V. Yeah. Because when he beat up the, the street ox or whatever they call them, they, the they call them a skater bad name, bad name. Yeah. Oh, that's so right. He beat up three kids. Yep. That was great. And like, not, it wasn't close either. No, not a non-competitive fight. One on four. It was one on three or four. Oh, yeah, and it was not competitive. That's great. <laughs> All right, who do you probably some overlap, but who did you use the most in the Tony Hawk games outside of the creative skater? Ronnie Mullen. Yeah, I used Bucky Lassick the most for sure. And it was because his manual and rail was like yeah. off the charts. So like you could you couldn't fall. Yeah, no, he was he was great. Uh some of the secret characters, though. I was a big I like Darth Maul. Spider-Man was obviously, was, yeah, was, Spider obviously. black suit yeah. Spider-Man was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and the highest, if you're asking, I think I said this on a stream when the Tony Hawks came back i think i scored in rio which was tony hawk three yeah there was a way you could just keep going like around the track and i scored 10 million points in one run and it was like i can't play this anymore did you see the documentary about the video game i did i have not seen that one yet it's all right it's, it's not just... like it's not easily available anywhere i wanted to know i can't find it like for free so but my... so if you wanted my list of of great video games yeah so here you go. i think tony hawk 2 is the best agreed the best uh, of, of, of all of them i agree um best roster best maps best trick sets like that's the best one do you have any idea why 
Rodney Mullen and Steve Caballero were not in Tony Hawk one, but they were both in Tony Hawk two. I don't, I think honestly, I think it was maybe just space. Like, I don't know. And I think at the I, time, um, cause I think Rodney Mullins in that video game documentary and he, he mentioned, they don't really get into that specific. I don't think at least the part that I saw the excerpt that I saw, but he did is like, he was kind of injured and considering retirement. And then Tony Hawk approached him and was like, do you want to be in this game? But I just thought it was odd that those bones brigade guys weren't in the first one. It was like Burnquist. It was, I think, Busta. and I think the other thing too, the way it was set up was it was, um, a lot v- more vert heavy. That makes sense. Cause I remember that like the warehouse, like there is some like rails, but it's more half pipe driven. And I think once they kind of made more street maps, uh, yeah, that would make sense to me. I- I'm not saying that's, that's how, that's how it went down, but I was Tony Hawk two is the best one. It was Bob Burnquist, Kareem Campbell, Rune Glifberg, Tony Hawk, Bucky Lassick, Chad Muska, yeah. Andrew Reynolds, Jeff Rowley, Elisa Steamer, and Jamie Thomas. Mm-hmm. So you had 10. Jamie Thomas is another fucking great skater too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mentioned. Yeah. So they had ten, and then they added Caballero and uh, Rodney Mullen, which made a lot of sense for the second one. But mm-hmm. do you have any idea why? I believe, and again, there's been a million Tony Hawk games. No Mike McGill in any of them. That's odd. Because they well, they have the McTwist in the right. game. It's like it's like one of the first specials that everybody gets. It's the first special you get because well, that, that and again, I love that Mike McGill telling that story of how he did it, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. um, and then Lance Mountain being like, "I gotta fucking do this now." God damn it! <laughs> that and to me, like that's like I'm not gonna fucking. He's like he's like I'm out of skating. I can't do that. But even Lance Mountain's in. Don't quote me on this. He's either in Proven Ground or he's in like one of the later games, a shittier game. Yeah. Well, so I think the other thing too is you got to think of sponsorships too, because he was the first skater sponsored by Nike. McGill was or Mountain? Yeah, it's Mountain. A oh, Mountain was. Yeah. So yeah. and he's been sponsored by Nike for us. So I think in order to bring those brands in, because yeah. remember at the time, so was it World Industries was uh, Mullen? Yeah, he I was think World so. Industries. I think so, so. I think to get those boards like. You put him. Oh in the yeah, like you know a, what? That that may have been it. And the same with Caballero, because Caballero had Vans, and he's he Paul Peralta. He's still Paul Peralta. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Which is nuts. And so, or is it just um, Powell? Because I thought those guys broke up. Yeah, he still skate for Powell skateboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's had his signature shoe for Jesus since the eighties. The cab, the cat half cabs. Like I, I had a pair of those. I don't know what yeah. I did with them, but uh, those, are, those are solid. Yeah. Um, All right. Next, and... Second video game. Ollie Ollie World, which is out now, is great. It's it's a really cool game. It's simple. Um, just straight ahead. Uh, Seven twenty, which you've played in the arc of Skate or Die. Remember that game? Yep. Oh yeah. Super course. fucking hard. That mm-hmm. I to this day, like I'm not good at it, but I still try. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? not? Um, Skate three, to me, was basically built every a game that you could see the progression of where these games were going, and the Skate Skate four is coming which is great. So mm-hmm. it's in development right now. I can't wait to play it. That's going to be amazing on next gen stuff. Um, and Skater XL, which is kind of like the bridge between we're waiting for Skate 4, but Skater yeah. XL and there's another game called Session, which is kind of cool but not as good. So Skater XL is a uh, is a cool game if you if you want to play it on I think it's on Steam right now and I think you can get it on Xbox and PlayStation as well, but Those All are right, those are the games, man. 
the I and I I love them. Like like I that's one of those games that I, every once in a while you have like you don't know, have like a craving for food. Like you have a craving mm-hmm. like a certain type. You have like you have a craving for a certain type of video game. And when they came out with the remastered version of Tony Hawk One and Two, I'm like that just made it so much easier to do it rather mm-hmm. than like digging up an emulator or like an old system. I'm like thank God I can just play this now because like, I think I mentioned like, last week. Hit, yeah. the, hit the streets or hit the hit the hit the old vert a little bit and that's why i love so skater xl is the game that's out now it's great because there's no story mode there's no there's different maps but you just fucking just go skate just go skate like that it, it's simple and it, yeah. it's like all right if i just want to like kill some time and you know have some fun like that's what i'll do because i can't fucking skate well own, so. and then back to this documentary like another one of the things with, like that i'd certainly didn't know as uh as a very little kid in the 80s and not in california or anything but the uh the droughts and it led to the draining of the pools and that's why skateboarding for the longest time was like just in pools like so you either Mm -hmm. were the street guy like rodney mullen or you were doing pools and some of those pool contests were crazy because you had like the fans right on top of everybody and then they're going in there they all hated tony hawk throwing beer cans at him who throws beer cans like a 14 year old kid who was skinny as shit. He made Kevin Durant look like Refrigerator Perry. He was so skinny. You thought so he was going to break something. So my mom's friend growing up. Okay, follow me here. My mom's friend growing up. Easy. Her best friend growing up wow. was Tony Hawk's sister. And they talk about her in this movie being a singer. Yeah. She actually sang backup for Michael Bolton. And my mom got to go to a Michael Bolton concert and got backstage. How do you like that? She separate. She celebrates his entire catalog. <laughs> Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. Now, that was an interesting <laughs> backstory too on Tony Hawk, which again they didn't really sugarcoat too much. Like, well, first part about his about his family, like he was way younger than all of his siblings, right? And uh, sad stuff. Him talking to his mom now. I ah, that that stuff bums me out so yeah. much, man. Ugh, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like. We're getting older, man. And that's like the mortality of the whole thing. Like you just, you're thinking about your own life and yep, what that means and you know, all that shit. Oh yeah. Oh, the whole yeah. thing. And then, and then, uh, you know, his relationships weren't great, you know, and, and he, uh, what married a, a few times and his, his oldest son, Riley Hawk, he's in the documentary. And he's a very good skateboarder. He's a great skateboarder. He's in the most recent game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I also think you know you go back to Tony Hawk's legacy and it's just like the the sport that there won't be another Tony Hawk. Not that he's the first skateboarder ever. No. Uh and, and there may there may even be guys better than him, I guess. And like like you said, there's a kid landing a 1080 now or whatever. Or you have like Nigel Houston, who's like right. unbeatable. Awesome. You know. But again, like yeah. you're not gonna have that that you're not gonna have that Tony Hawk anywhere else. Like that, like what he did in like kind of the perfect storm with bringing it into the mainstream, the video games and all that stuff. Did you, what did you learn, if anything, from this doc? Because again, after seeing Bulge Brigade, after like reading up on these guys, knowing these guys, was there still stuff that jumped out to you that you learned? And I think we touched on it a little bit. Just the idea that this dude's never going to stop. Yeah. I, I, the, I think the, the title, and I think Rodney Mullins the one who says it, but like, I'm going to do this till the wheels fall off. Like, I'm going to do this until I physically can't do it anymore. Yeah. And like, what in your life have you done for your entire life? You know, like what, like I think of, you know, other sports that I played, like eventually those things have a shelf life. Eventually you stop. Yep. And so when people ask like, oh, if you could be like the greatest athlete 
in any sport, like what athlete, and you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'd be LeBron James or I would be, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. I'm like, no, man, I would be the best skateboarder in the history of the, the human race or surfer because you uh, can do that yeah. your whole life. And it doesn't have, and it's whatever you decide it, it is. It doesn't have to be competition. It doesn't have to be, you know, number one ranking in the world. You just, I'm just going to do this the rest of my life. But that was crazy when they did the anniversary of the Bones Brigade in one of the early videos where they all kind of they they shot these films. And again, the film, they talk about how important the films were because it used to just be magazines and magazines were the big deal. And you would see a guy and you're like, oh, that's cool. But you didn't really see the trick land or you didn't see the rest of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was McGill, Caballero, Lance Mountain and Hawk. And there's like this. It's kind of corny, but also kind of cool. Yeah, they all kind of go up at the same time. They take a picture. They all kind of come down. And the hand plant, like right on the, the both sides of the half pipe. Yeah. And so they have some cool shit, choreographed shit, and it, but it, it, it had the feel of an old timers game, right? And like, yeah, Caballero and McGill, I think, are kind of on board. But that's kind of what it is. And you go out there, and they were talking about how like you got the sense that Tony was just going a little bit harder, and Stacy Peralta was the one that really, I think, this was affecting him more than anybody else. Yeah. He's like. Tony's going a little bit harder. Then he's going a little bit harder. And then he's trying to land these just big like 720s like, in like these outrageous gaps and fucking just knocks himself out and like has a big concussion and has to like get helped off the thing. And it's like, and Mike McGill is like, I got yeah. to the point where I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to, I yeah. like landed funny. And then it was like, okay, that's it. I'm at, yeah, right. No, yeah, that's what Peralta even said. He's like, a couple yeah. of the guys were just like, oh, okay, pushed it as far as I can push it, and I'm gonna reel it back in a little bit, and we're and we're safe about it. And then Tony just couldn't help himself. And that was and again fucking hard to watch. And then, remember we talked about it last week, the one he went through. There's that gap, and there's like the hole in the ramp, and he went through oh. that, hit the fucking pole. Oh, like, but, oh, dude, damn. like if I sleep too well. <laughs> now if i if i don't move yeah when i sleep i wake up and i'm yeah. sore and like i'm fucked up the whole day like i can't imagine no. hitting a pole at like 20 yeah. miles an hour and what i also had, what i had forgotten about was when he landed the 900 at the x games is that wasn't on his first second or third attempt no he did it like eight times didn't he, he tried it a bunch he was getting hammered the oh. crowd's like going nuts and like trying to get because he's getting closer and closer and closer and then he finally hits it and it's it's a, and again, it was people egging him on. It was like, you know, yeah. you got to do it. You got to do yeah. it. And then, oh my God. But watching him slam so many times in this movie, trying that is like, it's hard to watch. It's like watching, like, it's like watching your dad get in a fight and lose. <laughs> it kind of is. You know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah. Ugh. I've, like I've never actually seen that happen, but uh, me neither. But like, it's like watching Rocky, you know, like you just keep yeah, getting hit. And you're like, all right, dude, like, throw one back, throw, throw one back, please, or just get, <laughs> stop. You, know, you don't need to do this anymore. Um, oh, what was your what's your dork score for this? Was five? I'll give it a five because again, there were some things. There was some overlap and say dragged a little bit at times, but it was good. It was a solid movie. So definitely yeah, check two it hours. Out. Two hours, I think, was good because you got a lot of information. You know, it was a little slow there in the middle. Um, but I'm glad. Like I, I'm, I'm interested in it, and they interview so many different people. So it's mostly, I'd say, Hawk mainly, Peralta. Maybe Rodney Mullen. Actually, a lot of Lance Mountain, too. A lot too. of Lance Mountain, too. And some Lance Christian Hissoites. But I love one of my favorite things on the internet now. And I'm pissed they didn't bring it up. So that's why it knocks it down to a 5-2. Like, how many times Tony Hawk is not recognized in public. Oh, that is hilarious. Even when he hands the thing to someone that says, his name Hawk. is Anthony Hawk. Yeah. yeah. 
And people are like, oh, yeah, like Tony. Like, it's a Michael Bolton thing. Yeah. Like, they don't realize it's him. They don't expect it's going to be him. But it's, yeah. it's him. He's a, he's a real person. He's out there. <laughs> doing stuff. I wonder what he's doing now. I, this. <laughs> That's like, one of my favorite ones. He's like, on a, like oh, Tony Hawk, like Tony Hawk. I wonder what he's up to now. He's like, this. This. Now, do you think, <laughs> do you think they're going to end up making another Tony Hawk video game? I mean, I feel no. like these things never end, but you think they're so, done? I think they're done. I think what's going to come out, and they might put his name on it, but he not, might not be in it. I don't know. But um, so we talked about it last week. So um, active. Someone bought that company, Vicarious Visions. So Activision bought Vicarious Visions, who did the remake. So I, my guess is you'll see Tony Hawk 3 and 4. Yeah. Or Underground get remade, which would be yeah. cool. Three's good. Four was all right. Yeah, I like one, two, three. Um, Proving ground sucked. Proving ground sucked. Which one did I like? I think I'm underground. I think I liked underground, and I might have even. That's the one you could get off the skateboard and run around. What about Project Eight? I feel like that one wasn't bad. It 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 was one of those like it wasn't all the way there, you know. Oh, but quick shout out to celebrity skateboarders. We already mentioned Jason Lee. Mm -hmm. Tom Green is actually a pretty good skateboarder. Yep, he skateboards through the beginning of Freddie Got Fingered. That's the whole. Yes, he does. He's actually pretty good. Skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, and you know who's not terrible is Tim Robinson. I've seen him skateboard. Yeah. He's he actually I saw him land like a impossible or something like he did yeah. like a pretty. Yeah, I mean, again, I think if anybody actually can do it and do anything, like God bless you, like it's Rob like, Dyrdek, another one, right. like another guy who's like kind of a sellout, but. Uh, there's like a wrestler in AEW named Darby Allen, uh, who like skateboards to the ring. Does he really? Yeah, decent gimmick. He like paints his face half like skeleton, half not. He comes out with he's like partners with Sting a lot now. It's the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Anything <laughs> else? Thing. Anything else skateboard relating? I mean, we could definitely we could keep going. I, mean, on I these, could do this. But... I could do this forever. I know. But, yeah. Hey, uh, let us know. By the way, uh, at Dork Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Favorite game? Favorite skateboarder? Favorite skateboarding movie? Let us know. Get in there because we we are interested. I'm interested, and if if it's something I haven't seen before, I will watch it. Did you ever see the search for uh, Animal Chin? Animal Chin. It sucks. Uh, Like the skateboarding's good, but the movie's fucking trash. Outrageous. The clips. Yeah, it was just outrageous. Yeah. All right, let's get to the. Oh, I'm very excited about this. Oh, let's do this. All right. All right, I would like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal. I'll go quickly because I know you're very excited. But so I, um, if you like this stuff on Vice, you can watch it on their Vimeo channel, uh, the show Epically Later, the episode with Spike Jones, um, talking about Spike Jones' kind of um, run in the skateboard world and how he got to where he is. Is the show is called Epically Later? Just to, Spike Jones, you'll find it. And the the Andrew Reynolds one is fucking awesome too. So check out that show. All right. Have you seen the Netflix movie Metal Lords? No, but I want to watch it. Is it good? I loved it. Okay. I loved this movie. And it's getting like not great reviews. And and one of the things I read was like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, pretty predictable. And I'm like, or or formulaic or whatever. And I'm like, most that doesn't movies mean bad. Are, most movies are formulaic, yeah. by the way. It's just, do you, is there enough in it? that's enjoyable to you i will say this if you are not a heavy metal fan you won't like it nearly as much as me because there's enough times where they just play a song and you immediately are like you get in a good mood because you really like that song 
Yeah. I love, dude, I was like smiling ear to ear at one point. I was, or multiple points. I love the kid. I've never seen him before. Who's like the lead. I thought it was one of the kids from Stranger Things. Uh, I don't think so. He in Stranger Things? I thought one of the kids, uh, he looked familiar. I thought, yeah, it's uh, the fucking kid no, no, from. No. Uh... no. I don't think the I don't think the lead is Jaden Martell. Is that the kid? Uh no. No, what the fuck is his name? Let me let me no, look. No, he's at Bill, he's Bill from It. That's what he's from. Oh yeah, but that's not the main kid. So he's the drummer. And yeah. so basically the deal is there's one kid who is super into metal. Like loves it. He's the metal band. The kid who paints his face. Yeah. He's got he's the, the, long the, the black metal. Yeah. He's awesome. This kid is so good. And so he's super into it. The name of their band is Skullfucker, and he's all about it. He's a high school band. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I didn't think of that name. It's a good name. It's a great name. It's a good name. Uh, so then his buddy is this drummer, but he's kind of like not as into metal as he is. And then he's like, you know, we need a bassist. And so then they try to look for like a bassist or whatever. Yeah, this is his but first move. He's not, he hasn't been anything else. He's awesome. This kid is like, he steals the whole show. He's one of my favorite actors now. Like, I... I uh, I don't. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but they, there's an original song that I would be like kind of risky. But Tom Morello is a big part of this movie. I think Tom Morello might have put this song together. I saw that he was a producer for the movie. Yeah, so I guess he had his hands on this this song that they did. But you got to watch it. It's like it's 90 minutes. It's on Netflix. So everybody, you need to watch Metal Lords. And if you don't love it, I'd be shocked because oh. I I couldn't have been more pleased with it. Good. Uh, I, I saw Sonic too, and it was good. Oh, I want to see that. It's good. All Sonic right. One is on Paramount Plus. If you want to watch that, if you need to get caught up, <laughs> I need to figure. Out. I don't want to be lost. I can't be. I'll be in the theater asking questions. Like, what the fuck is this? The guy was he in the first one? Or are they just meeting now? All right. <laughs> no, I don't know what we're doing next week. In two weeks, we're doing our uh, comic book movies top fifty from the DSG fifty through twenty sixth. Uh, then in three weeks is Doctor Strange. In four weeks, we're going to do Moon Knight, a week delayed because I think Doctor Strange takes precedence over mm -hmm. Moon Knight. But we have all that lined up. And we have our live show, by the way, on May 15th. So sure that might enough. be a double dork week, for Christ's sake. But make sure you jump over right after this and go to uh, the Mac and Goo YouTube page. We'll be right there. As soon as we hang up, we're going right over there. So we're, we're going to be there. Uh, we're going to be over there before we can even finish this. Stepped up. And everybody step up. Hurry up. Let's go. We're gonna go. Alright, that's it for Dork. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was watching some movie the other day. What movie? No, Coda, which won Best Picture. It wasn't that good. It was fine. It, it was wasn't fine. That good. I liked it fine. Yeah. But did you notice that they farted and it was literally this fart? It yeah. was that they took that fart. It they was that took fart. fart. All right, at Dork Podcast, all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, have a have a heck of a week. It's a short week. We're gonna be back in no time. We're gonna be back on Monday for Christ's sake. You could say Jack Spratt. You're hardly gonna miss us. But if you're interested in Severance, jump over to the Mac Goo page. We'll be over there in uh, in a minute.